For us growing up, you had to make sure if you were going to lie to your parents, you had your bases covered. You don't have to do that anymore. You can probably Google your way out of any situation that you get yourself into. Hey, y'all. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. My name's Adam. Hi, it's Paloma, your straight correspondent. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was that was worth the build up. I liked it. It is obviously another episode without Lewis, and I feel a little weird speaking for him. He he didn't have anything to share with you guys this week, but obviously things have not gone great with his father. Instead of trying to record something himself, he just asked me to you know share with you guys. As we've mentioned previously, Lewis has had family business to deal with and his father has been ill for a very long time and unfortunately his father has passed away and so Lewis is currently with his family and he is grieving and so he will be away for a period of time an indefinite period of time but we're going to give him all the time that he needs to grieve with his family and this week I do have Paloma here again, again in the apartment studio so really appreciate you spending your time with us. And yeah, you guys better get used to hearing from me because I'm not leaving <laughs> our straight correspondent. That's me. I love that. I was thinking of it like, do you watch The Daily Show or have you ever watched yeah. The Daily Show? You know how they're always like, and now to the field correspondent. <laughs> That's what I think of. And they're just reporting on something stupid. The, so, yeah, yeah. The, just me reporting straight, on the straight world. The straightness. The something stupid. <laughs> All right, Paloma, how's your week been? Really good. I'm super excited because you and I are going to Nashville tomorrow. We are. Um, I've never really been to that. I mean, like I've been through Nashville, but I've never spent the night. I've never gone out. I've gotten a few recommendations. Like I also have no idea what the plan is. I'm literally just getting in a car with you and some friends tomorrow morning. Same. And <laughs> just hoping that, that you guys take me where I'm supposed to go. I yeah, don't even know we where, show we're staying. where we're supposed to go. Like, I have to get all this information tomorrow so that I don't, you know, if I go missing, somebody will know. Fair. That's fair. But yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, we're going to see what I always forget her name, a comedian. Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And she um, has a special on Netflix right now called Nanette. Apparently it is dark, but very funny. It's very funny, but it is emotionally um, heavy compared to most stand up. Yeah. So we're going to watch that when we get done. Recording this mm-hmm. so I can be prepared because I have not prepared for this trip. <laughs> I packed a bag and that's all. We're going to Nashville to see Hannah Gatsby uh, and her new comedy set called Douglas. You know, no prerequisites, no clue how it's going to go. Right. But for anyone that has seen the special, I mean, she and this isn't any spoilers. I mean, if you see any sort of, <laughs> if you see any sort of interviews with her. All she talks about is she was planning to quit her career in comedy. Oh. She obviously was like, well, can't do that now. <laughs> so she's. Oh, you mean like she was, she wanted to quit, but then she like got picked up by Netflix and like things are taking off or. So as far getting that deep into it would be getting kind of deep diving into the the actual special oh, of Nanette on Netflix. Okay. So that's what she talks about in Nanette. Yes. Oh, okay. Just talking about her 
journey through her comedic career. Yes. I see. Yeah. Oh. And then so some decisions she obviously made um, post the Netflix special. She never thought that it was going to take off like it did, that she was mm-hmm. going to get as much like praise and fandom as she did. So right. she or even like, just attention in general. Exactly. Even if it was bad. Like, yeah, you some like there's stuff on Netflix that probably has horrible ratings, like mm-hmm. nobody's ever watched it. And so, you know, you could just, right. And you could just sweep it under the rug and move on and mm-hmm. not ever see anything from that. Yeah. But this was this was not one, especially for anyone that's into stand up. Yeah. And so she was like, well, I can't quit, quit now, now because now that I'm on, Thanks, I have guys. this platform and everything, you know, she. Thanks for making me famous. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited super about excited that. about that. This week's been emotional for me for no good reason. Just like I have a lot of emotions <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with it sometimes. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> I do go here. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, like I don't want to say mood swings, but it's just like at the beginning of the day, I'll either be like super grumpy or super happy. And then midway through the day, something happens and I totally change, like flip gears. And now I'm happy and Mm -hmm. now I'm now I'm grumpy. Nothing bad really has happened. Nothing really great has happened. So I don't know. Do you want to jump into our articles for the week? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well. One of the the first ones, a fun one to me, uh, Lizzo responded to a tweet by at felonious underscore monk, quote, whatever you call at Lizzo stands, I'm a that, end quote, which is just a funny. It sounds like a, a tweet I would send out. I'm a that. OK, I'm about to sound a million years old. I understand what stan. a stan is. And yeah. like when you stand something like I understand what that means, like you're for it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a Lizzo stan, you are there like anything she does, you are for it. You're behind her. Yeah. But where does that term come from? I don't actually know. That's what I'm like. What? I know. Stan? Lewis and I have had this conversation before. I think it's some derivative like super fan. There's a su- I don't know. Oh. It's, it's in there. I don't know where the T comes from. I had Y'all the same, help us out. We don't know what we're doing. I had the same. I know we could. <laughs> I don't want to take the the full body turn to Google it right this moment. Ugh, using my body, no uh, thanks. I hate it. I did try to convince Adam to set up my microphone so that I could lay down on the bed and this record is true. this. But that is I am sitting in a chair. Just so you know, you I'm suffering pr- for this art. I appreciate right now. you being upright for <sighs> the pod. Lewis and I have had that argument. I was, I was pissed. What the heck is a stand? About the term stand. Early on, I was like, what? Why can't you just be a fan? Why right. can't you be because just like super excited about this? Well, what is so, Stan? And, I mean, and who is she? I don't know her. <laughs> who is she? That's one of those things like Stan. People just have to make up a word like people have to make up new words for things. And also, it's like people have to give fandoms names. And it's it's kind of nuts to me. Like, you know, you'll watch a YouTuber and they're like, hello, my whatever they call their fans. And I'm like, yeah. you are just on YouTube. Or, like, I know it's a big thing with, like, the divas, like, Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and Ariana Grande. And, like, their fans have a name. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. I mean, Mar- you've got the Beehive for Beyonce. Beehive, yep. And then the the Monsters, I think it's still oh, Gaga's. Oh, Lady Gaga, yeah. And, and I'm down for that for the, like, super... Like, big famous people? Huge fan bases. Oh, yeah, yeah, Of yeah. the Gaga's and Beyonce and everything. Right. Like, when your fan base is that just, like gargantuan Mm -hmm. sure and lizzo has one like she's built that but i agree with you like a random youtuber that's just like what's up my little munchlets i don't know (laughs) i don't 
I don't, that's, I don't okay. know any YouTubers. That's, that's what a Paloma fan is called. A munchlet. <laughs> yes. So Lizzo responded to the tweet, lesbians. So Lizzo is referring to her listeners as lesbians and gay Twitter just erupted in gay screaming hmm. and like they love it. Everyone is living for this. It was like the best thing that she could have said. It's the best thing that it could be called. It's perfect. Lesbians. So they're all, um, all of the stands are standing lesbians. I'm unfamiliar with Lizzo's sexual orientation. Oh wait, she likes boys. Yeah, she's straight. She has that whole song. Yeah, boys. she's an ally. But gotcha. she she's obviously incredibly embraceive, appreciative, and loves her mm-hmm. gigantic LGBTQ uh, yeah. fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then our last headline, Burger King's Pride Month ad featuring a Whopper diamond. This was a very odd, <laughs> but very cute and made me tear up Aww. ad. So just to quickly summarize, it was a spot from Burger King. It starts out basically with them super charring a Whopper, one of their burgers, and they literally put it through they this process. It. Yeah, like Black. put it through this process, compacting. They literally turn it into a diamond. Yeah. They literally made a diamond. You can have that done with your dead loved ones. If they get cremated, you can turn them into jewelry. Okay, we're going to put a pin in that for any of my future pets. You know. <laughs> you can also get made into a firework if you want to. Um... Yeah, interesting. More intrigued by that concept, personally. <laughs> they just put your ashes in a tube and blast you huh. off. I don't want you to wear me on your left hand for the rest of your life, but I might want to be just like shot across the bayou. Boom. Fireworks. Uh, so it was a an ad spot with a gay couple from an East European country that does not have the ability to be married as a same-sex couple. So Burger King took them to Germany where they can actually get married. You can get married as a same-sex couple in Germany. After compressing and doing the whole carbonized ash whatever with their Whopper into a diamond, which is literally what the couples used as their wedding rings, they were able to get married in Germany, do their ceremony, and during the ceremony, one of the individuals during the I do's literally said, I absolutely fucking do. And that is in... The Burger That's King an, ad spot. It's just bleeped out. No, it's oh, not bleeped out. Wow. I mean, the one that I watched, yeah, anyways, it wasn't bleeped there's out. There's probably a so depending on where they display version, it, I guess yeah. they'll have to bleep it out. But this is not the first Pride advertisement that Burger mm-hmm. King has done. I mean, they they did the um, rainbow wrapped Whoppers mm-hmm. several years ago, but this is still like a because it's a it's a full story. Like they have the couples like. They interview them and they they have the story and it you know shows them doing their kiss and mm-hmm. their vow well, not their vows but like doing the marriage ceremony and everything. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really cute commercial and um, it shows the like the proposal and trying on getting fitted for the tuxes. Oh, okay, so like full story. Yeah, and it it's not really like builds a narrative. Yeah, and it's not like a ten minute long advertisement. It's it's Pretty condensed. Quick. Yeah, but I mean Until it goes like through a process of all of this and. It's cute. I don't want to be a brat, but I don't want a Whopper ring. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Like, do you think they're actually going to wear those and keep those? Or Mm. do you think they're going to, you know. The rings themselves, it's not like a band with a just diamond sitting on it. Right. They're like these black bands with a couple diamonds throughout it. Yeah. So they actually look like something that I have 
picked out myself. Not that I've ever done that. Oh, you need a wedding ring? I mean, I know what I want my engagement ring to look like <laughs> and my wedding band. You know, that lady married her cat. So why can't I just get married to myself? That's the plan, honestly, at this point. If you want to give me a Whopper diamond, I'll take it. I mean... If you want to propose to me, I don't, I don't care. Like, we're taking applications. Just once. Visit the website. I would There's love. a contact form. Speaking of long-term engagements, today we're talking about lying. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me like, what are we talking about? I know, what? I was like, Where's wait, what? That's not, that's not what my notes say. <laughs> um, probably long-term, you know, long-term relationships. There's either a lot of lying <laughs> or none. Do you feel like you've lied a lot in your life? No, I feel like I enjoy being honest to a fault. I really enjoy making people uncomfortable with my honesty a lot of times. So fair because I feel like sometimes people lie because it's easier or I just like to put it all out there. And yeah. so, I mean, I have no reason to deceive anybody usually, usually, mm -hmm. usually. So I, I try to keep it real. Not always. Yeah. I try to keep it real. Yeah. What about you? Just keep it real. Just keep it real. I mean, it's not like I'm just out here lying to people willy-nilly. I've definitely lied in my life. Me? Me. You better not lie to me. I don't me. think I've ever lied to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, think I really keep track of my lies either. Like, I mean, I typically have a good bearing on things that I've lied about. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of these people that lies so often that they're just a tangled web and I mm -hmm. they're not straight anymore. Yeah. So I usually have a pretty good bearing on what my lies are. You have a notebook. You write them all down. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, Keep it on your mattress. Siri knows my secrets. I honestly don't think I've ever lied to you. I mean, maybe if it was ever like, oh, do you want to go to dinner? And I'm like, no, I hate you. I'm just really tired. <laughs> and like playing Meanwhile, video games. Yeah. Like that would be the only thing I could think of. And I don't even think that's ever happened because yeah, how often have you asked me to go out? Right. And I was like, no, never. Well, and I think that a lot of people, that is a very common lie. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, it's rampant in memes today. Right. And it's just like, just say you don't want to go. Yeah. If they're your friends, they should understand. And if they are more of like just an acquaintance, then they really have no room to press you on it. You're just like, no, thank you. Not today. Right. Don't say things like I'm busy or, you know, because that makes it seem like you're more important. To go back to last episode when Lewis was saying I was harsh. For me being just like straight up with the guy we were trying to meet up with. And yeah, he like told just, me no. I was super harsh. And I was like, no, I was being honest. I told him that I thought that he did some weird guilting thing. And then I just felt like it was uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. I'm sorry if that was like too straightforward and honest. but yeah. Right. And I get that people do make that lie because they know that their friends or whoever it, are going to try and make them feel bad. Which I think is super shitty. Right. Because it's like, just let me do what I want to do in my life. Sorry, I don't want to go out for a beer with you today. Get over it. Yeah. And to reference again, my most recent favorite book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, has a whole chapter about when he's traveling the world and living in all of these different countries. And he talks about when he lives in Russia for a period of time. And within like the first two weeks, he goes on a date with a girl uh -huh. and he's telling a story and she's just like, that's stupid. That's stupid. That was stupid what you just said. And continues the conversation as if she just said the weather was nice. Mm-hmm. And he was mortified, but <laughs> it was, he was like, that was, it's just the culture. Right. We our Western, Western? Yeah. Western civilization is just so wussified. Like we're so 
Nice. Mm-hmm. We have to. I'm, I was literally. My air conditioning is out right now, and so this hot is funny. here, guys. It's actually really hot right now. <laughs> it's gotten warm, but I, there's like this giant unit in the way of my bathroom, and Paloma was like having to mountain climb to get to the bathroom, and tripped on her way out, and like stepped her toe on something, and I'm like apologizing, and this is not my fault. I did not sabotage my air conditioning. I did not put that in the way, and I'm just apologizing left and right. But guess what? I'm suing anyways. That's fair. <laughs> I'll pass it along. No, I'm suing you. <laughs> no, I'll pass it along anyways. <laughs> we, I mean, we just apologize for everything and we're so like, well, and I think just that, afraid. Well, and I think in that, in that in itself is a lie because mm-hmm. I have cut this out of my emails at work. I do not apologize for anything unless yep. I ha- like, I don't apologize for minor inconveniences, like for scheduling, like, Oh, sorry, that time doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I just don't do that anymore because I'm not sorry. Yeah. It's not your fault or my fault that we just can't match our schedules. Exactly. Up. So I just say, no, that doesn't work for me. How about Thursday at four? And it's just totally a nice email, but what do I have to apologize for? Right. Nothing. And because, and you know, people definitely put those sorries in there when they're really not sorry. Do you remember the first time you ever lied in your life? I definitely don't know the first time I ever lied about something when I was younger. Yeah. But I remember the feeling mm-hmm. that I had. I I would just get so hot and like, like they know, anxious. they know, they, they know what yes. I'm, they know I'm lying. And sweaty and just overwhelmed. I remember like my heart would be pounding and I was just like so anxious and nervous. I would be lying about something. I mean, the only times I can recall was middle school mm-hmm. when I would sneak out or something or lie about Ooh. what I was wanting to go try and do or something. But yeah. I know I lied before that, you know, yeah, you must much have. younger, you know, when you lie about like, mm-hmm. I didn't hit her or I didn't break that toy or whatever. Right. But that I just c- fell off the shelf. Right. I can't think of any of those situations, but I do remember it was it was into high school probably where I had that feeling of guilt. Oh, really? When I would lie about would you something. Do you think it was guilt or more like panic that you were going to get found out? It was both. Oh, okay. Because the level of Southern Baptist that I was raised, <laughs> I had guilt about everything. We talked about this. Uh, I think we talked about this in a previous episode about um, like masturbation guilt. Oh. After you've had an orgasm, especially when you're younger, you just have this like overwhelming like immediate. guilt. Yeah. Like you did something wrong. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I experienced and that, that was as all adolescent. It was all because of because I've had this conversation with people that were raised religious and people that were mm-hmm. re- raised without religion. And yeah. it's all religion based. Well, I mean, I grew up going to church. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that my mom was very like we didn't talk about God or church outside of going to church. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we definitely went to church every Sunday. But I wouldn't say that my mom was super religious. Okay. She was like a very open prayer though. Like she would just right. be like praying. But were you taught to like, if you lie, you're going to go to hell? I don't know. That's basically the sentiment I was raised with. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think I had that. But I do, I did just remember probably the first thing I ever lied about. Mm -hmm. And it was in kindergarten. It wasn't anything bad. It was I, when I was younger, like all through elementary school, I had a big fear of um, vomit. Like I didn't like when other people vomited. It would like be panic inducing. Yeah. And I don't know where that stemmed from or whatever, but there was a kid in my class 
I don't remember his name, but he was chronically ill of some sort. He may have had leukemia or something, but he was always sick. Like he was always sick and he was always throwing up. And I had, I sat, I sat next to him. Cause you know, like in kindergarten, you don't have your own desk. You yeah. kind of have like a table of like six yeah. kids. And I had to sit next to him and I just was so panicked that he was going to throw up on me or something. <laughs> and so I started lying to my mom saying that I didn't feel well because I didn't want to go to school because I didn't want to sit next to him. Because you don't want to get thrown up on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so. Sad. Yeah, no, finally, it was like several days. You know, it was like two weeks that this kept happening. Like I would be like, oh, I don't I don't think I want to go to school today. I don't I don't feel too well. Like I think right. I'm going to stay home. And they finally had my mom finally had to like take me to the council. Like she had to talk to the school counselor and be like, she's obviously lying, but I can't figure out why she doesn't want to come to school. And so I had to like go talk to the counselor with my mom. And we finally figured it all. It finally came, it came out, out somehow. And they were like, Oh, well we can just move you. Like you don't have to sit next to him. And so, and it was like such a relief to my little five-year-old self. I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to sit next to the kid that pukes all the time. That's so uncomfortable and sad I for know. like children. And like a lot of kids are totally fine with it. Like, you know, he barfed. Right. A lot of kids are just going to be like, I don't want to sit next to him. He pukes a lot. Yeah. But I was like having a full on meltdown about it. I was like, oh God, I can't tell anyone. So yeah, that is the first thing I ever lied about. But just for no, like it wasn't anything bad. You know, I wasn't like trying to hide something. I wasn't trying to like deceive aside. I was just trying to like get myself out of what I thought was a bad situation. Well, that's that's a good segue into are there ever lies that people call like white lies? Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're they're lies to benefit people lying to kids about like Santa Claus. Oh, I mean, that's a big debate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have always had. And again, this is obviously as someone without children and mm-hmm. potentially no desire to have them. Right. I've always been like, I don't. Like maybe for like a couple of years, I would act like there was a Santa Claus, but mm-hmm. there's a point in time where I don't think I would care to fool with that anymore. I would just be like, yeah, we have some gifts. Santa Claus isn't real. Like that's just a fun t- yeah. fairy tale for and you guys. So I know that goes, that that particular lie even goes one step farther because it doesn't just involve your children. It yeah. involves every child in exactly. the world. Like yeah. every child in the United States, at least, because that's a real struggle with like, uh, so-and-so told me that Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah. And then you like, you, you have to decide, do I have the conversation? You know, Santa Claus is not real or do I continue my lie? It's really difficult to navigate that situation. And, you know, they're going to find out eventually that yeah. not only you, but literally every adult ever is lying to them about. It's like, what else do adults lie to you about? Oh, yeah. So I think that's a everything. Right. I think growing up, like you hit that moment where you're like, oh, adults lie a lot yeah. to me. Like if you turn the light on in the car, the cops are going to pull us over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I was just talking about this situation, oh, we were at my boyfriend and I were at a wedding and there was a child sitting behind us who was being terrible and was like hitting the back of my head with you know, the Bible or the hymnal or whatever, whatever's <laughs> the in the Bible. pew, you know, like he's messing around, but it's yeah. like bothering you. Literally me. Bible thumping. And this particular family, my boyfriend knew them and was, we were having a conversation later about the family. And apparently the mom says things like that. Like, if you don't get in bed right now, then the boogeyman's going to steal you and you're going to die. 
you know? <laughs> oh my God. Or like if you if you don't put your seatbelt on, then all the all the goats over there are gonna die. You know, like just some The wheels are gonna fall off, we're gonna crash. Right. And it's like, how is that how can you constructive? Yes, it's not constructive. It's lit- I mean, a lot of parents just pull whatever they can to try and have like a moment of silence mm-hmm. or a moment of peace. And I get that. I do understand that. Like, sure. Having kids is difficult and they are really annoying sometimes. But you're definitely setting yourself up to have More your child not. conversations. Well, your child's not going to trust you. Your child's yeah. not going to respect your authority. Like they're not going to come to you when you actually when they actually have something they need to solve. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you're just going to make something up. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's right. And like the Santa Claus thing is hard because Santa Claus is fun. Like the idea of Santa Claus is really fun. the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Right. All that stuff is fun. And it's like make believe and like make believe's not lying. Right. It's a weird gray area. It is. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it just depends on the kid. And And then we grow up and we start make believing our relationship. And it's like, well, did I really cheat on you? (laughs) Were we really together? Weren't we on a break? And we were saying there's a ton of memes about on my way, but still in the bed. Haven't even showered or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i usually just like, oh, I'm still in bed. <laughs> okay. This is one thing that I used to be really bad about. I'm on my way or I'm almost there and it's because I misjudged my time. But why don't you just say I misjudged my time? Like I didn't give myself enough time to get here. Well, I do gonna- that now. Oh, okay. Because I felt bad. I felt like. Yeah, you should feel bad because you like, yes, if you are late for an appointment, you should feel bad. And so now, now fully, I'm like, I'm running late. I'm running late. I'm late. I just woke up. (laughs) Right. Because for the person that you're lying to, it's so if you're like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes and 10 minutes goes by. Then other thoughts start going through your head. Like they get in a car accident. Is there something actually wrong? Yeah. Are they lying to me? Like, so then, you you know, you try to smooth that situation out. You're like, oh, traffic. I got stuck in traffic. There was an accident. Yeah. And but then at at what point does that lie stop? Like, why can't you just be like, okay, I was just running late. (laughs) My car's on fire. I have a flat tire. Right. And then like literally spent an hour photoshopping a flat tire. Oh, or like people who who just Google search like a flat tire image (laughs) and send it to their boss. Apparently, that's a thing that people do. I've never even actually thought about that. And that sounds dumb. Yeah, apparently this people. It's like a big mistake. Right. Or they'll like Google search car accident. And it's oh, like. Oh, no. I got in a car accident. And then send them just some random picture from the internet of a car accident. Ironically, with social media today, that would be really easy to do. We could probably really oh. easily just like hop on Twitter and be like accident 400 north. Yes. And find a picture. Yes. So this reminds me that time that Lil Bow Wow tweeted a picture of a private jet and was like, on my way to Miami. And then one of his followers was actually on a commercial flight <gasps> with, him, with and, him and retweeted him and was like, just no, you're not. You're literally sitting two rows next to me. And so then he got like, if you're famous so awkward. and you have like, if even if you had over a thousand followers, like you're going to get found out. Yeah. Why do you think you can hide something like that when you were literally sitting on an airplane? Like yeah. how many, fo- like, I'm curious, how many people follow Lil Bow Wow on Twitter? That's why it's like really 
cheating, for example, it used to be easy. Right. Because there wasn't a way to check up. Right. Like you you used to have to literally check like your partner's collar for lipstick or perfume. Okay. Side note. Lil Bow Wow literally has three million followers. You're going to get found out. You're going to get found out. Yeah. That's a lot of people to potentially be on the same plane as you. Right. Especially if they're going to see him. Yeah. Like, what if you are like, yeah, I'm going to go see my favorite musical artist, Bow Wow. And then you see him on the plane and you're like, whoa, that's him. I'm so excited. And then you go to like, you're going to at him. You're going to tweet at him and be like, dude, I'm sitting two rows back from you. And then you see this fake ass tweet of him riding on a luxury private jet. Like, what do you think you're getting away with here? Like, Nobody asked you for this. Nobody was nobody right. was denying that you are famous. Right. Or rich. Why not just tweet like saving money and it's just like <laughs> something stupid. Right. Just be real. It's make weird. it funny. It, right. It's it's usually better. Cheating, for example. Oh, yeah. You you can't it used to be so much easier because you didn't know I got a tracker on your phone. You couldn't right. You couldn't <laughs> You can t- tweet. You can you can just call. Right. There Anyone were... could be like, where are you? Sorry, I was in a meeting. I didn't have a phone because literally it was a landline and I was in some building across the fucking city. Why and didn't you beep me? Even before that, like, yeah, I like know. think Mad Men, for example, like right. fucking Don Draper got in that full car accident with his mistress and, and Peggy had to wife, come get him and bail him out of jail. And his wife never found out. Right. He just said he got in a car accident and, you know, the car was totaled or whatever, but she never knew that there was another woman in the car. Right. Or that he was like drinking or that he was even going to wherever he was going because yeah. he was supposed to be like going on vacation with her. Yeah. And it's like, I got to work. And then instead crashes his car yeah. with the woman he's dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, no. What? What are you going to do? Like, you get in a car accident or Pixar didn't you go happen anywhere and it's literally traceable. I know this is like worst case scenario, but like police can find out where you go. If you were like really trying to hide something bad, like murder. Yeah. Like you, there's no way to hide it. Uh, There is something that I've seen on the internet that apparently teenagers do now because everybody has a cell phone, a smartphone. You know, they'll be like, I'm staying at Susie's house. But then they're really going to a party and then their mom doesn't believe them and is like, send me a picture of Susie right now. (gasps) Yes. And so then they text their friend and they're like, take a photo that looks like I took it of you yes. and send it to me. Then they send that to their parents and they're like, yeah, see, look, I'm at Susie's like she's right here. Just homework. Meanwhile, just hoeing it up. Meanwhile, I'm sucking Brad's dick. For us growing up, you had to make sure like if you were going to lie to your parents, you had your bases covered. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that anymore. You can probably Google your way out of any situation that you get yourself into. Yeah. Do you lie at work? Like, do you lie to work from home when you really don't need to or? I mean, I've lied to bosses in the past, but we have lied to clients and we've lied to other team members, especially when it comes to deadlines or deliverables. Oh, like setting the deadline earlier than it really is so that you can get your team ahead. Yes, that We definitely will stretch things with other teams as far as how much time it takes us to take to do something so that we have a buffer and they can't just pop up and say, like, the client wants this tomorrow Mm -hmm. because we don't want 
people to get in the habit. Right. But then at the same time, you know, with clients, there's always the, yes, we can deliver it by that day and we cannot. Right. Yes, the printer can print it by that day and they cannot. Leaning in. Yeah. Is a term that I learned. Yeah. And I get it. Like, there are a lot of things that maybe I've never done this before, but I probably can do it. So might as well go for it. I get that. That's a good one. My first like actual job at an agency, I was constantly asked like, hey, can you do this? Do you have this skill set? Do you have this capability? I'm like, of course I do. Mm -hmm. And then I spent two days Googling and learning. Watching some YouTube tutorials. And I guess, I mean, that is lying. Yeah. But I was like, it's within my skill set. Maybe it's not fully fleshed out. Yes, I can do it. Now I'm learning. (laughs) Right. Like I fully have the capability of learning how to do this. But at the same time, I was taught from previous bosses that if someone asks you to do something, the answer is yes. Right. Like unless it's 100 percent no. Mm -hmm. Like, can you build me a house today? Right. Like if someone comes to you, I have coworkers right now. Can you do this? Will you do this? No. You should be fired. I don't want to work with you. This you is, should be fired. Your answer should not be no. Yeah. It should be, I Maybe. will do my best, you know, whatever. Like the answer should not be no. Right. Fuck you. I mean, unless it is There are people that can do it. Right. Unless it is something that is just wildly outside of your skill set. Make me go viral by tomorrow. Yeah. No. Right. I cannot guarantee that. So I would say this didn't start out as a lie. It kind of turned into one, so I had to backpedal and like I I eventually just had to like lay it all out there. But I was like, oh, I'll be in late tomorrow. I have a doctor's appointment, which mm-hmm. I did. I knew that it was going to be kind of involved. I ended up, long story short, I had to have a um, like biopsy done, which I thought would just be fine. I thought I'd be like, yeah, you know, they made it sound not so bad. I could just go to work after that. I was not fine. And I needed to go home and like take a nap. So I was like. Because oh. it was super invasive? Yes. Okay. And so, or not super invasive, just more invasive than I realized. Planned. And it, it was just one of those, like, I just am tired now. Yeah. I just really need to go sleep. And so I ended up, you know, calling in and being like, hey, I'm actually not going to be able to make it in. I am. Um, my procedure ended up being a little more invasive than I realized. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I think my boss thinks that I had an abortion. <gasps> Which is fine, obviously. Sure. But I was just like, I felt like I needed to set the record straight because it was with my lady doctor, you know, it was right. with my gynecologist. So I was like, I bet she thinks I had an abortion. And I just had this like overwhelming urge to set the record straight. So the next day I was like, hey, I realized what I said yesterday sounded like it may it may have made it sound like I had an abortion <laughs> and I didn't. And she was like, you know what? I did kind of oh. think that. <laughs> And I was like, no, it was just I had to have a biopsy done and it was just worse than I thought it was going to be. And she's like, oh, yeah, my sister had to have that done. And it was like totally fine. (laughs) But first of all, what does it matter? Why do I care if my boss thinks I had an abortion? You should. Yeah, it it shouldn't have even been like an issue for you to have that like tumble of a. But I think it was because I didn't want her to think I was lying about it. Right. Because it's like. I should be open enough to be like, I have to go get an abortion. Yeah. But like, I know I wouldn't say that. I have to miss tomorrow because I have to, ha- I have to go have an abortion. Right. And everyone's so, like, ah, uh, uh, no questions. Bye. That was a time that I, I kind of lied. It was, it was like a live omission, you know, it was just like, yeah. Oh, just have a normal doctor's appointment. But when I really knew it was not going to be just that easy. 
So I should have just been more honest with myself, maybe, and been like, I should just take the whole day off. Sure. So maybe that's that could be an example of lying to yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was delusional. I knew it was going to be something. But, yeah. Like, I think I was just trying to convince myself it would be fine. I mean, I do that a lot. I, I, <laughs> like, no, you're doing fine. I think we do that a lot with spring it down a notch. Debt. <laughs> oh, gosh. We do that with, like, debt a lot personally. But, yeah. I mean, as far as our personal circumstances, I think I think we always talk, or, talk ourselves into thinking that. I'll just open another credit card. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I'll I'll get that raise one day. Uh, maybe. Like you're right. There's there's differences between being like a little bit delusional versus kind of lying, like faking it till we make it. Like lying to ourselves and saying like, no, I have the skill set to do this. So I'm going to tell them that I can a job that you applied for mm-hmm. and you were like, I can do WordPress. You had the ability to learn and do right. WordPress, but at that moment in the world in time. But hey, I figured it out. You did, like, and really quickly. Yeah. One of my favorite um, shows to reference for these types of situations, Younger. Oh, I've not seen it. Um, it's, it is a really is good show. Is that the one it's, with um, Hillary Duff? Yes. Hillary Duff and Stella. I don't know her name. Um, I guess. Somebody. I don't, I'm not going to look it up. We don't care. And, She's got brown hair, probably. Yeah, and Nico Tortorella, who is a, a very prominent um, LGBTQ activist. Oh, okay. And is uh, one of the main characters' love interest. Oh, okay. She's 40-something, and mm-hmm. she's applies for a job as a 26-year-old millennial and gets it. And the entire show is built on her uh, lying about her career. because she's understood what, what was younger like i didn't yeah. understand i was like where is she like a time traveler or something <laughs> right uh because hillary duff is also a millennial she's like 20 26 mm-hmm. at the show's beginning so it's she's like recently divorced and has a daughter in college and she's oh. trying to get a job she's been out of work for her daughter's whole life mm-hmm. and she's you mean she was just like a stay-at-home mom yeah. and now she's getting divorced and she has to deal with that oh, okay that was like an example of of her lying and I mean the, the lie super snowballs throughout the yeah. series, obviously, because we need drama. But it was all for good reasons. Like she she needed a job. She was trying to like pay for her her daughter for college and make her own money, mm-hmm. you know, divorced and now a single person in the world. And yeah, I mean, I know people lie about their resumes a lot. Like, mm-hmm. why did you leave this job when, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, it was creative differences or whatever but really you got fired you know i was reading something some crazy percentage about how men are more likely to apply for jobs they're not qualified for sure than women like interesting women won't if they don't meet every requirement they won't apply but a man if he meets just one he's like yeah i could do this job purely based on conversations i've had with you Mm -hmm. i could see that yeah. Because there are jobs that you have oh, yeah. either is, been super hesitant. <laughs> Adam is constantly trying to get me to apply for jobs that are definitely outside of my experience level. Being delusional is one thing because you really do. You're like gaslighting yourself, basically. Yeah. It's not productive. <laughs> no. But if you lie on your resume, it can you be very productive. Yeah. yeah. You might get a raise. If you lie to your significant other that you do not have gonorrhea, you will probably both have gonorrhea at that point and you will probably then be single. What else? If you lie to the police officer that you have car insurance, 
and you do not, you'll probably <laughs> end up in jail. Oh, you'll definitely go to jail. You should not do that. Isn't it crazy that you go to jail for not having car insurance? Isn't it crazy that you go to jail not committing, like, murder? My friend Lindsay had her, like, auto debit set up for her insurance and then her car <gasps> changed, you know? And she forgot to update it on her payment thing. And so her insurance policy lapsed and she got pulled over. She had to go to jail for two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. So I guess there was, she could have paid a fine, but it was too expensive. And so she instead chose to go to jail for two whole weeks. Isn't that insane? You know someone in jail for two weeks? I know. Well, we were supposed to like hang out. I thought she was just blowing me off. And she was in jail? She was in jail. And she said she wouldn't eat the food because they put um, sedatives in it. Best diet ever. <laughs> sedatives? Yeah, so that like you, so that the inmates don't fight, you know, to like keep them calm. But I don't think that's true. Like that's that would be illegal for them to just be drugging to you. just drug you. And second, right. they have money for that. Right. It seems expensive. And so she just ate ramen noodles because I guess she could get ramen noodles from the commissary. You know, like her grandma gave her fifty bucks. Everybody, go check your car insurance right yeah. now. But anywho, that's not what we're talking about right now. She didn't lie about anything. She just forgot to pay for her car insurance. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Perfectly Incapable Podcast. There's a Twitter. And Twitter at Perfect Podcast. And wherever you guys are listening, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast. You guys need to leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, I haven't done that. I should do that. I know. None of my friends have. I've I'm sorry. berated all of you. I don't review anything. It is so like outside of my realm mm-hmm. to go out of my way to rate literally anything like a restaurant. So what we're going to do tomorrow. I'm taking all of your phones <sighs> on the trip to Nashville and I'll, I'll write it. I don't care. Five stars. Five stars. Okay. I will yeah. do it. Promise. All you guys should do it too. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. I was like, what? This dry ass sandwich? I ate it anyways.